Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Comedy History 101. Where we school you in comedy. I am Harmon Leon, and once again we are in our summer select mode. We are diving back into the archives and giving you some of the best past episodes of Comedy History 101. And in this episode, it's part two of the history of Rutland Weekend Television, the TV series Eric Idle did right after Monty Python, and it also launched the legendary parody band, The Ruttles. And before we dive into part two, a few tour dates. August 4th through 25th, I'll be appearing at the Edinburgh Festival in Scotland, 9 p.m. at the Banshee Labyrinth, doing my brand new solo show, Harmon Leon's American Horror Story. So if you come down to the show, pop in and say hi. It'd be nice to meet our listeners. Also, support Comedy History 101 by doing one of three things. Subscribing on iTunes, commenting on iTunes, iTunes or subscribing and commenting on iTunes. Uh, it sounds stupid, but it really helps our podcast. Next week, we'll be back with a brand spanking new episode of Comedy History 101. And without further ado, we are going to dive right back into part two of the history of Rutland Weekend Television and the origin of the Ruttles. But, but uh, I guess the main thing that brought Rutland Weekend Television was it was the birthplace of uh, what what famous thing you brought it up earlier? I don't know. You tell me, Harmon. The the r- r- the Ruttles. I would actually say that this is probably Eric Idle's biggest sort of non Monty Python thing. Oh, it has to be because. Uh, he basically did really shitty kind of movies. Sorry, not <laughs> shitty if you want to be a guest on here in the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's, um, it's interesting. Yeah, well, you can see, you know, you can definitely see where it's kind of Spinal Tap, you know, that stuff, they got their stuff from the raw, especially in that, that, that Rutland, the, the, the clip that was, that was on the episode of Rutland TV that first was it the first episode or whatever the one where the the guy's mm-hmm. sick he's sick and he's sick with like Ruddle he's in love or whatever that was when they, when they had that yeah. clip of the Ruddles when they showed them like in the TV studio and that was just like okay that was really that's totally where you know Spinal Tap got their stuff from and but they did a really good job of of mocking that kind of uh, 1960s kind of you know Beatles feel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it's basically the Ruddles were the first uh, mockumentary. Um, I, I, At least music mockumentary. I can't really think of any mockumentaries think so, yeah, before they, they that. Did, they did, you know, I mean, Woody Allen did that um, That take the money and run. I'm sure other people had done it before, but, you know, that was like Woody mm-hmm. Allen had done the kind of the mockumentary. But, like, yeah, the, the, I think the, the Ruddles was kind of like kind of – but it's pretty successful for a mockumentary kind of thing. But it kind of fit into the format because, like, Neil Innes would do a lot of popular parodies of musicians of the day. Like, he had, like, this Gary Glitter uh, character, um, Stoop Solo. And then he would do, like, there was, like, they did, a, like, a, a Tommy um, parody. I think they called it Tommy. And uh, he, he would do, like, Bob Dylan's. All the prophets of doom can always find room in a world full of worry and fear so i guess it, it just kind of fit in that sort of uh 
uh, cred that you know they they did the Beatles as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, I actually, I actually wrote down some actual notes for this. Yeah, it was interesting in that in that same <laughs> skit, in that same skit, yeah. they, when they, when they're talking about the 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 um the joke. So the joke was that people were in love, and then and then they transferred. Yeah. They, that got into the the, the Ruddles thing. But what's what's really interesting. And that, as they talk about, um, they said, "Oh, this is mentioned in the Lancet, which is actual like a for real UK publication. Like the uh, that's like the biggest medical UK publication was the Lancet, and they talked about this disease. But they made a they made a, in that in that in that same skit, they made a couple reference. They made a big reference to Donny Osmond, which I thought was yeah. It was like yeah, there's a lot of people suffering from Donny Osmond love disease, and then but then they also <laughs> said Gary Glitter too. So they made, they dropped Gary Glitter in there." And it was like, ooh, hello. Yeah, pre pre pedophile, <laughs> pre, yeah. or at least pre knowing he's a pedophile. Yeah, yes. pre knowing he's a pedophile. <laughs> and then um, what was interesting? The only thing I was to say was that um, there's, I think I don't know if it was in that episode, or one of the uh, one of the other episodes is uh, Aaron uh-huh. Idol's American accent is pretty bad. Like they do, they they try to do like an American chat show, and everybody's accents are just really just not good. You know, for yeah, for doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I, I even from Monty Python, I remember watching those and just like every time somebody tried to do an American accent, just wasn't that. It was, it was, it was so over the top. It was ridiculous, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, how how it came to be though? So after they did it on uh, Rutland Weekend Television, uh, uh, Eric Idle would be asked to be like the host of Saturday Night Live and. One of the times he was host of Saturday Night Live, they showed that clip of the Ruddles on Saturday Night Live. I feel good, I feel bad, I feel happy, I feel sad, you think I'm in love, I must be in love. And he told uh, Lauren Michaels, uh, you know, I'm thinking of doing like a BBC, you know, like a 90 minute special on the rebels and and lauren said to him like uh why don't you just do it for nbc you'll get more money yeah no exactly yeah so uh so lauren ended up pitching it to nbc and uh they did it so i think initially it was like a 60 minute sort of uh Mm -hmm. uh tv special and they got uh gary weiss who used to be like direct all these shorts on saturday night live he was like the director of it and Eric Idle uh, co-directed it. And what I thought was cool, like looking back, um, the all these like really cool cameos. Like actually, who had a cameo in it is Senator Al Franken. <laughs> well, he had he was he was kind of a star on, you know, he was on Saturday Night Live, so he was he was uh, yeah he had a cameo in that, but he had a starring role on Saturday Night Live. For, you know, no, not a starry role. He was just a writer back then. Well, he was so a writer, he was, but he also. Yeah. But then, do you remember then when they had the Franken and Davis stuff? Remember Franken and yeah, Davis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, that wasn't like a starring thing. That was like he wouldn't be considered a primetime player. No, like at the time, no, he was. He he was kind of a writer, but yeah, that it was weird because like that was one of the things I was watching when I was a kid. <clears throat> Whenever they mm-hmm. they showed the Franken and Davis stuff, I was like, eh, I don't want to. <laughs> I remember, I remember that yeah. the, the low point of the show going, yeah, I want to watch this. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah, but he's pretty funny in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, so, Senator, uh, sorry, Senator Franklin. Yeah. Just saying. He's a good – yeah, don't, don't say anything bad in case we want him on the show. No, no. I, I just I took – I just, I just apologize. <laughs> no, I just I – I, I stated my opinion and then said I'm sorry for thinking that, but not really. I'm not sorry for – you know, I was a kid, dude. 
Yeah, no, it's all right. Okay, so, all um, right. so it was, I think it was like 1970s, 1978, I think is when it, it might be 77 or 78. They did the NBC special, All You Need Is Cash. From these streets, very close to the cavern Rutland, came the fabulous Rutland sound, created by the prefab four, Dirk, Nasty, Stig, and Barry, who created a musical legend that will last a lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Neil Innes played uh, Ron, who was like the John Lennon character, right. and Eric Idle uh, played Paul. And surprisingly, like, so, you know, Eric Idle wrote uh, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life, but he didn't write a single song for it. It was like Neil Innes wrote like all the songs, and uh, um, I think he wrote like about like thirty of them or so. Yeah, I mean, and you know, there, there's like. That's right. Go ahead. Sorry, what? No, no, <laughs> no go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just to say, no, dude. You can still hear. They'll play like I will hear on BBC, uh, like like cheese and onions. They'll still play cheese and onions like every once in a while, like as like a real song. still play it on the radio like, like it's a normal regular song you know so Jeez, yeah and the funny yeah yeah it's a, no the songs some of them are good like yeah. um you know like during their innocent days instead of i want to hold your hand uh they did hold my hand <laughs> <laughs> what was the one they did what was it instead of help it was stop was it stop ouch <laughs> ouch you're breaking my heart ouch i'm falling apart Yeah, so uh, one time, I, uh, like uh, Eric Idle and uh, Neil Innes were hanging out with uh, George Harrison and Ringo Starr. Um, I think at like George Harrison's house, maybe. And the two of them, like Ringo Starr and George, like broke into a version of "Ouch." Oh my god! <laughs> but um, so the Beatles. So there was someone who owned the Beatles back catalog, and they actually tried to Michael sue. Michael Jackson. Uh, no, 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 no. They actually tried to sue the, the Ruddles, and they had to prove that uh, Neil Innes, when he was writing the songs, wasn't listening to Beatles songs at the same time that he was doing it from memories of listening to Beatles songs. Really? And that's, yeah, it was ridiculous, but he won the case. And the only oh. one – so, you know, they're friends with, like, you know, uh, George Harrison and Ringo, and they would run the songs by them to make sure it's, like, not – like too close to what uh, they have. Yeah. And the only one was like, um, it was, uh, a version of get back that they called get up and go, yeah, get up and go, yeah. <laughs> get up and go, get up and go. Yeah. So that was the only one where they go, you might want to rewrite it. And, uh, <laughs> But the irony is, like, later in life, Neil Innes actually sued Oasis, who Oasis was always known for, like, taking, like, Beatles riffs. But they actually sued them for taking a uh, Ruddles riff. Really? Which, which, which <laughs> yeah. So, oh, God, I'm going to have to Google it. Right, yeah, but, do, do. Uh, yeah, Come yeah. prepared. Come prepared. Want me to Google it? It's all right. It's yeah, like, I know, I know. The kids yeah. probably want to know. That's yeah. what Google's for. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, just note that um, Neil Innes, like, um, tried you'll, to sue Oasis. All right, you'll edit this part. I don't know if he won or not won, but uh, um, so 
Oasis was taking secondhand Beatles stuff from <laughs> the Rebels. <laughs> oh my god, okay. Yeah. But there's great cameos in there. Like, uh, George Harrison's in there. Like, Mick Jagger's in there. Um, uh, Belushi. Dan, uh, oh, yeah. uh, Bill Murray. Bill Murray plays Bill Murray the K. Yeah, Bill Murray the K. Yeah, okay, yeah. Because who, who's the Beatles DJ? It was Murray, that guy? It was Murray the K. Murray the he, K. He kind of, yeah, so he's... He was some, yeah, he was some, like, New York DJ who just yeah. like, started hanging out with the Beatles and he started calling himself the fifth Beatle. Yeah, Murray the King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was like the first New York DJ to like yeah. to really give him like a lot of airtime. Come on, flushing animals. What do you want to know? What do you want to hear? If you call me up at 555-2160 and say you want to hear anything but the Reynolds, I'm going to come looking for you. So yeah, he played Bill Murray the K and uh, um, uh, Dan Aykroyd's in it and uh, Gilda Radner. I, I think Belushi plays like a promoter and uh, or no, Belushi plays like their former uh, promoter Ron Decline. Decline had a reputation as a hard man. His only weak spot was dishonesty. Anyone was free to inspect his books, but no one could find his accounts. He struck terror into the hearts of his subordinates. And Al Franken and Tom Davis are like his heavies, like his <laughs> bodyguards. <laughs> and they all wear like white turtlenecks. You know, and, and um, Al Franken has like a big Jufro at the time. <laughs> well, you know that's I mean, that's, that's going to be another episode. You know, Franken and Davis wrote a movie like it came out in the seventies. That that should be a whole. Oh movie. yeah, that'll be another episode, dude. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, so it's about Wisconsin, dude. It's all the yeah. It's kind of like. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Was it was it like their 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 version of Strange Brew? It was like their version of with with the um, Mackenzie brothers. Of Days of Confused, dude. It was, it was like that. Oh really? So, yeah. So we'll to, that'll be no, so that's another episode. That's a teaser. I'm dropping. Ha, a have teaser. you seen it? No, I haven't. So we can watch that. That's it. The kids will like that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be, yeah. Like, no, I, no, no. It sounds good. It sounds good. Yeah, okay. So what I like is like um. They're like they're interviewing his his manager, and it's like, so what did, what did you like about the Beatles? I, I think it was like his wife about uh, his manager, and uh, who I think it was like Leggy Mc somebody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, I, I like their trousers. They're they're just very. That was like an ongoing to- joke. That that was like the big appeal of the Runnels. Well, what did he like? Well, um, uh, the trousers. What about their trousers? Well, they were, uh, they were very, um, tight. Oh, his, their manager, Leggy, uh, in, in one of the credits, he's credited for discovering the Ruddles. Yeah. And, and then he wrote the biography about discovering the Ruddles called A Cellar Full of Boys. Yeah, there you go, dude. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... But here's here's something I didn't even know until like last week that uh, in 2002, Eric Idle did a sequel to uh, the Ruddles. Really? Okay. Called uh, "Can't Buy Me Lunch." And how how'd that go? Well, have you ever heard of it? No. <laughs> oh my god, it, it's pretty have wa- bad. Have you watched it? Really? I watched half of it. I only I could <laughs> only find half of it on uh, Vim. Um, I think it was like yeah, Vimeo. But, um, yeah, it's basically the same movie, and they're just using outtakes that they didn't use in the original Reddits thing, and there's more famous people. 
basically just went to like his famous friends and did like interviews with them, right. like Steve Martin and, and uh, um, you know, Carrie Fisher's in it. Okay, dude. All right. Well, and, well, she was married but, to God. She was married to Paul like, Simon. Paul Simon, yeah. And then wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. But then she was also boating some other like she. Yeah, she was like in that whole crew. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just it's really awful. but uh yeah but you know yeah so anyways you know it's like the ruddles place in history it's like the first mockumentary um yeah and it had all these great cameos from uh uh the original snl but but strangely when it first aired on uh nbc it got very low ratings oh okay yeah so what, what 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 year did that go out uh, I think it was like 1977. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'll try to... Or 78. Or Maybe it was on... Uh, it tell me on Wikipedia, all you need is cash was on 1978. Okay. So I was... Yeah, I was but that's trying, Wikipedia, I so... Was, I, I, got, I got sucked into a time loop. I was trying to look up um, Al Franken's movie. I know Al Franken and Tom Davis did a movie about Minnesota that, like, I, I will find it. <laughs> now you think of the Cohen brothers. No, no, dude. This is, this is like before. It's before Minnesota was cool, dude. Oh right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, all the Beatles like really loved the uh, the Ruddles. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, they, the, the the only one they thought they might have gave him a cold shoulder was Paul, who didn't think it was too funny. Well, Paul. But then uh, uh, Eric Idle said his wife Linda liked it, so then he he kind of came around to it. Mm-hmm. And they weren't sure how John was going to react, but you know, John was pretty funny and he liked it, and yeah. Yoko even liked it. Yeah. And it's it's like the John Lennon character in Ruddles, uh, uh, he ends up getting married to who would be considered the Yoko Ono character, who was Hitler's daughter. <laughs> Chastity, a simple German girl whose father had invented World War Two. Yeah, the John Lennon character marries a Nazi. Yeah, that's it. That's, there you go, dude. Actually, so the Ruddles stuff came out of that um, that Rutland Weekend TV, you know, which is like you don't really know about Rutland because I didn't really know that much about it until you were telling me about it. And then, but the, yeah, know, this, this, the Ruddles thing was like way bigger than the TV show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, uh, going back to Rutland Weekend Television, and I guess, you know, here we are almost on the wrap-up of this, is that its impact, though you might not have heard of Rutland Weekend Television, its impact is, you know, first of all, you know, it probably, you know, influenced the style of Second City TV, and I'd almost go as far as uh, uh, influencing Alan Partridge. Yeah, I think so. And I want to bring up one other one because I was watching this. If you ever seen, yeah, um, have you seen the the Fernwood Fernwood Tonight, which is like actually because it's really weird because Fernwood Tonight debuted like a year after this show, mm-hmm. you know, and that was like that was yeah, Martin yeah, Mull. yeah, that was Martin Mull mm-hmm. and Fred Willard. Oh, Fred Willard, and it was the same thing. They were playing. They were like, this is a small small town, like, yeah, TV? small town TV talk show. You know, I, I just I think the thing that bugs me about the Rutland thing is that they didn't mm-hmm. do a do a good job of like if you just if you just watch the show and you don't know anything about it, you'll never get the this is a small town TV show. Like you don't get that from just watching it. You know, 
Well, I, I think if you, you if you lived in the UK, you probably would, because like Rutland is an actual place, and I think that's part of the joke that it's like going, you know, Rutland, and no, it's Rutland weekend television, and you would get that joke, much like when Alan Partridge and what I like the second series of uh, Alan Partridge when he's doing morning radio in Norwich, right. Good morning Norwich, you know, and you know that that's like a crappy small town not i think rutland is i heard it's beautiful well i mean i i I do live in the uk like you say i but i did know rutland was a real place but like but no if you just watch the show though if you just okay i don't know anything Mm -hmm. about you just watch the show there's no you don't get like on all these other shows like sctv did really good with it and then the firmwood tonight was really good with it they they kind of reminded mm-hmm. they, they reminded you it was like hey we're watching this is a small town tv show. you kind of you got reminders of that all the time and that rutland right. tv you never like that first the first episode is you know starts off with the intro and then it has the guy you know drinking champagne okay we're having a party we're opening the studio and then there's that first sketch which is all nonsense the one we were just talking about which is like the guy going bingle dingle bottom, you know, which is like, which is, it's, it's interesting and it's like kind of Dada in a way and it's really cool, but that has no, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with a small town TV show, you know? I mean, right, right. Yeah. So it's just like an absurdist sketch yeah, absurd in this framework of a yeah. small town yeah, TV exactly, show. Exa- exactly. It's yeah. Like they never, they never explored, I think, n- unlike, these other shows that came later, I don't think they explored it enough, which I think, you because know, I really liked SCTV, and I really liked, uh, and for what tonight, man, if you go back and watch those, those are, there's yeah. some pretty funny stuff. It stands the test of time. It does, yeah, it does. It's, it, it, it stands the test of time, because they say, they point out constantly, yeah, we're just a small town team, you know, so it's like, right, right, yeah. right, right. So everything that's just cheap and doesn't work, they go, yeah, that's the way it goes, yeah. And, <clears throat> I think SCTV was really good at that because SCTV is also really good at like because they would play their promos for for their their upcoming yeah. shows that would never you know they'd never play and stuff <laughs> and they, yeah uh, and yeah great cast and yeah. all that I yeah. mean I think this this one not only I think it's more country centric like a lot of jokes like are a just purely British and you might not get them but b um, it's just like a little bit dated. You know, because they're think, parroting rock stars that you don't even know about. And, uh, and and there's like one episode where there's a lot of jokes about the movie Jaws. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> be well, I mean, I'm, I'm not yeah. like I'm not like super Mr. UK guy, but I have been here for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think that yeah. I kind of get a lot of the references. But even just watching that show, it's just like, yeah, it's, but there's nothing – like it's, it, was, it goes back to my problem of like they never like really established like this is a small town. They had I watched a couple like one of the episodes where they have the the camera girl kind of go out and like she's she has to host the show. You know, mm-hmm. did you see that one? Yeah, where like like it was like the camera lady. They they have nobody else, and so she, they make her go out and sit in the chair and kind of host the show. And that kind yeah. of to me, that's what they needed more. They needed way more of that kind of stuff. You know. Well, there's a couple like uh, it was an ongoing gag where uh, in a few episodes in a row where they would have like auditions, like it would open with audition to be yeah, the, for host. the the Good evening and, and welcome, welcome to, to Rutland Weekend, Weekend Television. Television. We are the Ricochet Brothers, Tony and Nigel Ricochet. That's spelled Ricochet, but pronounced Ricochet. And we are your hosts for tonight. 
So that that's the kind of thing I would like to see more of that in there. I just I just I think that uh... yeah yeah. So it was like kind of like a cross between we're a small town show to here's a bunch of surreal sort of Eric Idle sketches. Yeah, exactly. Where the, the voice kind of just like went back and forth of yeah. uh, you know, but you know so yeah it's again it's not like a perfect TV show but again the impact is like shows like SCTV and um, you know Alan Partridge and right. Fernwood Tonight and then of course you know the Ruddles which became like the first musical mockumentary which you know after that came like Spinal Tap and like a zillion other things to follow. So, you know, it's kind of like Mighty Python light. Um, and, and then, you know, went on to be the Ruddles. So, that's, that's, you know, that's, that's his place in history. It is. That's it his is. place in comedy history 101. We should ring a bell. You need to ring a bell every time we, we, we no, get No, I have a to... sting. Wait, stop. Wait, stop talking. No, no you'll just notice when I just said okay, that there was there was a sound effect on my voice, a reverb. Okay, good. All right, good. Which so I put it in post. We wrapped it, we wrapped it all back up at the end, dude. So it's all about comedy history. So uh, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes. Tell us, tell them where they can subscribe, all the well, subscribing you subscribe courses. to us on iTunes and Google Play. Also, well, I guess we have to tell, we need to figure out where we're going to host this. I got, oh, at, the, at um, rightclicksave.com. Yeah. So, um, and if you have ideas for shows, you could uh, you could tweet us at, or questions or anything we might have really kind of fucked up <laughs> on facts and stuff. Uh, you could tweet me at Harmon Leon on Twitter or via my website HarmonLeon.com. And I'm Scott Colonico at Scott Colonico or at ScottColonico.com. And uh, that's it, people. I read this interview, like old interview, like Eric Idle said he's never going to release this show I on YouTube that. because it was yeah. a bad, uh, a bad, bad period of his life. In his life. Yeah. <laughs> Though uh, I Googled it and it's available on uh, DVD. Yeah, it's there. Oh, is it? Okay. Right. <laughs> it's there. It's out there. And all the episodes are on uh, YouTube. Yeah, so you can, can watch, watch the entire two uh, series of it. So yeah. anyways, uh, thanks a lot for tuning in and uh, we will talk to you later. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.